It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This here's a champ for all the fellas. Try to do what those ladies tell us. Get shot down because you're overzealous. Play hard to get females. Get jealous. Okay, smarty, go to a party. Girls are scantily clad, are showing body. A chick walks by, you wish you could sex her, but you're standing on the wall like you was Poindexter. Next day's function, high-class luncheon. Food is served and you're stone-cold munching. Music comes on, people start to dance, but then you ate so much, you nearly split your pants. A girl starts walking, guys start gawking. Sits down next to you and starts talking. Says she want to dance because she likes the groove. So come on, fat so and just bust the move. What up? It's John Boy and Jake Radio. It's Monday, January 7th. We have four games of football to talk about. We got some news to talk about. We got some weekends to talk about. This week's theme is birth year, Jake. 1989 is the year you were born. It's the year I was born. So every song Monday through Thursday is going to be a song that was made in the year 1989. So today for Mid-Atlantic Mondays, we got Young MC. Raised up in Queens, singing Bust a Move. How you doing? Was that a good Monday song for you? It's all time. I mean, that's an all-time song. That comes on on any radio, iPod, whatever it comes on. You're not changing it. No, you're not changing it. You're going to just skip that first verse and then the Bust a Move? Like, you're fine to change it after the first Bust a Move. But yeah. if you don't listen to the first section, you're a bad person. Yeah. He was actually born in uh, London, I found out. But he moved to the U.S. That? He moved to the U.S. when he was three and was lived in Queens. So he's Queens, all right? It he's counts. London of New York. Counts in Mid-Atlantic Monday. Yeah, it was, uh, it's a fun song. That, I think that's like I was watching the YouTube comment, and the top song was like, this comes on and you don't start moving your head, you're dead. Yeah. Life has ended. Yeah. His name is Marvin Young. So that's why the young MC. I thought maybe he was just young when he became an MC, like a like a little bow wow, like he's short. Like right. but you grow out of it. But he doesn't grow out of it because that's his last name. Off Wonder his- if he accidentally sparked all, all the youngs and the littles. Maybe. Yo, he, jock. he that song won a Grammy. Yeah, it should have. should have won a lot of Grammys. It won for best rap song. Is that still a Grammy We're category? I feel like still, they got scared. I, think so. I feel like maybe the, the Tupac came after that and everyone got scared. Like all the shootings. No. no. Never know. I mean, we I could think find we out. do. Yeah, I think we could find Happy out. Happy New Year, Jim. <laughs> I think we could find out pretty easily. How was your weekend, bud? Happy New Year's. Happy New Year. My, uh, my New Year starts today. Why? Because I've just been a corpse for a week. Oh, yeah. You're alive and well. Everyone's happy for you. It was you. a corpse. Yeah. So I'm, I'm feeling pretty good. Um, yeah. Now it's kind of that post-sickness. I mean, I'm at 90%, but I'm healthy, but my body's still shot because it just hasn't been 
regular eating or working out or any of the stuff I normally do. So now it's, I've like today I've got to find a way to work out and we'll see. I mean, in my head, you know, right now that sounds good, but then I could see it being, you know, four o'clock and it's, uh, oh, nope, it didn't do that. So we'll, uh, we'll see, but pretty, pretty good weekend. Just basically watch football in its entirety. Um, did some, did some chores around the house and, oh yeah, I got, I got, uh, the girlfriend sick. So I've nice past like, I'm in trouble for that. Mm -hmm. Um, how does, how does that work for you guys? If one of you gets sick, is it, is it like evade each other and try to fight it off or what's the game Oh no, you're, you're a team. You're a team. You're in it together. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like we we live in tight quarters here toots like it's it's gonna happen <laughs> it um and yeah. she's she's not pleased with that she does have a busy week at work this week so the timing couldn't be worse but there's never a good time jim never so, well i have uh, an update on the grammys situation okay in 1989 dj jazzy jess and the fresh prince won for parents just don't understand first time they had best rap song then Young MC won in 1990 with Bust a Move. Right. Then the next award winner is Jay-Z and Kanye West 2012 for Otis. So it looks like they skipped 30, 22 years. But they took a hiatus. I think I just read that they split it up into male and female. So that's it wasn't just one category. Ah. But I'm not going to dig any deeper than that. We have all the info okay. we need to know. We appreciate it. All right. I have, I, a, I have a little fun thing to start the show off, to start the week right. I, I, Jimmy. I, yeah. Jimmy. Yeah. Breathe, baby girl. How was your weekend? My weekend was good, man. See my office? It's clean. I mean, no. all the parts of the office that you usually can't see are dirty, like they've been sick, like you. Right. And now they're getting a fresh start. I used to have a mattress in here, just stood up because I didn't want it down. Now it's not there. There's a lot of empty room. Eventually, there's going to be a couch in here, a second desk for intern Luke over the summer. We got, I got whiteboards behind me. See that for my to-do list every day because I got two whiteboards for Christmas because I asked for whiteboards because I like to be organized. Katie drew the trolls for um, right. our logo. That was nice. Very good. Yeah, I couldn't draw those if if I tried for a year straight. I couldn't draw. That's how bad I am at art. No, you could. Yeah, a year straight. Maybe an hour straight. Wouldn't get it in an hour. Hour straight, no. No way. Zimmer, he's got a little dog bed over here. Nice. Which he's really likes. So, yeah, my room is clean, and uh, that makes me clean. I tidied up the whole house because I'm an adult now, and it's really weird when you get to the age where, like, that shit satisfies you. Right. Like, I took down the Christmas lights. Katie asked me to sweep. I swept. The neighbor asked me to bring in his garbage pals. I'm going to do that. And I'm like, oh, I'm a part of society now. And yeah. I do things that are nice for myself. What This is such a weird twist because I used to not care about any of this. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's an interesting thing. Um, that being said, I still fight that stuff off pretty good, but I still enjoy it. Like, like there was a ton of dishes I had to do last night. And like that was still pretty miserable, but it's better than the dirty sink. Yeah, me and Katie got in a big fight over Dirty Sink. Probably the biggest fight we get, we've had. What happened? No, we just both were too mean to each other, and then we apologized like, right away because we don't really fight ever. 
Blaming each other for the dishes? It's just when I'm like really tired, I usually I have to edit something at night. So I'm right. I like I have a gap in the middle of the day, but then I'm editing from nine to midnight. Right. Recording or editing. So when I'm done, I'm like zapped. And I'll just sure. I'll rinse off the dishes in the sink and then I want to put them away in the morning. Like right. away away because I'm zapped. But in the mornings, I come and I sit down right away and I talk to you and she makes herself breakfast. So then she has to deal with my clutter. Right. So it's a bad system because I'm like, but I'm so tired. To, right. I don't want to do dishes at midnight after I just got You got to leave a buffer zone. Yeah. yeah. So we're figuring out. Basically, figuring out means I'm going to do better to clean. That's how that works. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Adjusting. <laughs> I made chili. Hey, I made chili on Saturday because my dad was coming over because he's a Cowboys fan and my dad's house is under renovation right now. So I was like, come over and watch the Cowboys game. I'll make chili for everyone. I got to say, it was the best chili I ever made. I made a lot of chili. I'm not a scratch chili maker. Like I use the rest. I use, I find recipes. I tweak them how I want, but I use like tomato paste and just chili powder. You know, some, some people are real chili enthusiasts. They get their own chilies. Right. They smash. I don't do all that. I'm not a scratch cooker. I'm a recipe cooker, but whew, it was good. People like mold their lives around their chili. I know. Here, Katie's in the room right now. Katie, tell them how good my chili was. It was delicious. Two thumbs up. Two thumbs up. You know what happened, Jake? I was supposed to put a jalapeno in there, but they didn't have a jalapeno at the store. And I like it a little spicy. You might not right. have liked it because you don't really like spicy that no, much. No, probably not. They didn't have jalapenos at the store. I was like, hey, buddy, do you have any jalapenos? He's like, sorry, we're all out. He knew it. Wasn't the first time we've been asked for him today. Right. Wild card weekend. People are making chili. Rainy wild card weekend. It's true. That's, that screams chili. And then I was like, all right. So I just grabbed another pepper that I thought might be spicy. I didn't take any intake of what it was. It was spicy. It was delicious. Now I don't know what I grabbed, though. Part of people's identity is their chili making. Oh, especially because you lived in Dallas. I mean, man, it's it's outswept the South. I, th- I think that's a stereotype that a, a good chili cook-off would be in the South. But ever since, like, you know, The Office had some chili on it, like the TV show, I, I think chili has swept. It's nationwide now. You're bragging about yours in New, in New Jersey. Yeah, I don't think mine would win awards, though. You know what? I, I read a bunch, and it, one was like the best way to make Texas chili. And they had a picture of it. It looked straight up like dog food. You know, just sure. all meat. I was like, yeah. what, what's that? I don't, that doesn't look good. And then it was like 10, 10 crucial steps to make the best chili. One, never use beans. I was like, what? That don't well, make no sense. some gas factor there. I guess Texas chili doesn't have beans. It's a gassy situation. Yeah, I think it's a fun office. It it started as South and like fun office thing to just distract yourself through life. Like, hey, every year at work, we're going to have, you know, six people are going to bring in a chili. Who's got the best one? And now I think that was like 90s, 2000s. Now we're at the point where I think chili's like a widespread epidemic. It's good stuff. I like tortilla soup, though. That's my ba- that's my favorite crockpot cold weather meal. Yeah, I mean, soup's tough for me. Don't like the warm liquids in the stomach. Need more of the meat, like we're talking in that Texas chili. Oh, I make my tortilla soup chunky. 
well, there you go. So now what? what is it? Can it be both? When you put the tortillas in there, it's the similar consistency to a chili. With Which one is it? Because I don't think it can be a chili and a soup. Mm, can't. It's a chunky soup. Maybe I'll make it okay. for you in Tampa when we're there in February and it's warm out and it would be miserable. Yeah. Not, not making when it it's warm and we're in a, in a tight space with each other, let's make this bean chili no, no, soup. No, 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 the tortilla soup. There's no beans in it. That would be miserable. Either way, we'll be farting. John Sheehan, uh, my co-host on Six Pack Cinema, he's in the chat. He says chunky tortilla soup is salsa, basically. Hot salsa. It's interesting. Close. 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 Yes. All right, so we have to do this uh, wheel for the Evan & Co. For the Evan & Co. Anyone that left a review in December gets their name put on the wheel, and they and will spin the wheel, and the one winner wins a one-of-a-kind T-shirt that no one else will own. Jordan Gag won last month, and he got a T-shirt. And if he wants to show you and tell you what it is, that's up to him, but it's one-of-a-kind. Um, so here's who's on the wheel, Jake. We've got a lot, of, a lot of real good names here. May, 4123. Yankees Freak 96, Austy 85, I think that's Austin, RDPVB, wow, RDPVB, and then below him is I'm a Beast in that regard, Always Apropos, I think that's Teach, Pleaser 19, 33 Golfer, that's last month's winner, Jordan Gag, Jordan Maz, and uh, that's all. You ready? I'm ready. Let's spin that wheel. It's spinning, it's spinning, it's spinning, it's spinning. And the winner is... I'm a beast in that regard. So I don't know your real name. I'm a beast in that regard. But uh, send us in a screenshot of your review. I don't think anyone's going to fake it, but just send it in. Say, look, it was me. And I'll send you a shirt, one-of-a-kind shirt, only you can do. Over the weekend, I spent some time making John Boy and Jake radio shirts. Not that I think anyone's going to buy them. Maybe they would, but I had some fun with it. I like doing that for fun. I'm a beast in that regard. Yeah, I feel like that's a, like a rap lyric or something. What do you think the regard is? I don't know. I feel like that's a quote from something, though. You got the interstate. I don't know. What episode did Beast in that regard phrase come from? Oh, it's from Jake and Amir YouTube? Or it's... Yeah, I don't know what it's from. I don't think it's from something. I want to know what regard they're a beast in, and then they can collect their shirt. Oh, the user who made that their username is definitely quoting something. That's like a saying, I'm a beast in that regard. Yeah, saying from what, though? That's the whole thing. Because otherwise, it's not a saying. <laughs> well, some sayings are just internet sayings. Like, they just become a saying. Yeah, and it's from something. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm going to figure it I out. I, hey, I'm, I'm around the interstate. I'm around the rap lyrics. I, I, I've i never heard that in a, in a rhymy way. I think that's just a confident way to say something. So I need to know what they're a beast in. And I think that's fair. I think I've heard it before. But maybe when they claim their shirt, they will let us know. We'll get some clarification. Let us know what you're beast in. You got any in other things regard. to do before we go into sports? Yeah, I don't know. Saw Pete Davidson this weekend. He uh, he was okay. He was doing 
He was doing like prototypical what you'd expect Pete Davidson to look like after a breakup. Like he wasn't too bent out of shape, but like he came out on stage and is like, oh, if I lose my spot, it's because I'm a little drunk. And it's like, nice, dude. We're shocked. You? Pete Davidson? Um, but some of the guys that opened for him, man, I'm telling you, they killed me. One one guy was named, he's, <laughs> I don't know if it's his name, but he said it was his real name, Joey Gay. Um, and he was from Brooklyn. And I he had this old school yelly voice that like you'd think you wouldn't like in a stand-up. And dude, he just he killed it. The place was going nuts. Um it was it was it was like really cool. Um so look up look up Joey Gay. Joey Gay. It's a good name. Yeah. All right, so it yeah. comes from Jake and Amir, the origin of I'm actually the beast in that regard. Episode 16 of Jake and Amir podcast. They don't have the context of it, but it says the origin of I'm a, actually a beast in that regard makes it my favorite episode. Should I know Jake and Amir? They used to pull those those fake pranks on each other all the time on YouTube back in like 2009, 2010. They got pretty okay. famous. Yeah, they're on College Humor and stuff. It looks like they they had a TV show. TBS for a little bit. Yeah, they've been around doing stuff forever. Happy for you guys. There you go. All right, let's get into some sports. The Knicks beat the Lakers on a Friday. Whoa, that's weird. The Knicks are bad and the Lakers are. I guess the Lakers aren't great, but they're supposed to be better than the Knicks. Did Cantor go after LeBron and call himself the king again? I sure hope not. The Brooklyn Nets beat the Grizzlies. Then they beat the Bulls and are on a three-game winning streak, starting another streak. The Nets are streakers. The Rangers lost to the Avalanche on Friday and the Coyotes on Sunday. In their last three games, they have been outscored 18-3. to Yikes! The Devils split the weekend with a win and loss. The Islanders played a game on Saturday. The Yankees signed left-hander reliever Zach Britton to a fun deal for two to four years. If you're interested in that, go check out Talking Yanks. We do a whole reaction podcast. That's the news. Uh, we don't got to spend much time on this because I know we're going to spend a lot of time on the national news and the NFL games because there's there's actually a good wild card weekend. But you have anything? Why did the Knicks beat the Lakers? Who didn't yeah, they man, play? That stuff will be there. So LeBron didn't play, Jim. Uh, LeBron's hurt. Did Cantor um, play? Cantor? Yeah, did he play? Yeah, Cantor played. Um, that I let let me go. Uh, LeBron didn't play. He's he's been hurt. Uh, Kuzma, who's their second best player, he didn't play. He sat out. Uh, so the Lakers were without their two best players. Um, and then, yeah, the Knicks won, which, which stopped an eight-game losing streak. So they had, to, they had to win one at some point. So the young guys probably thought it was cool to win in L.A. So they did that. Um, man, some fun stuff going out there. Maybe when we'll have our politics section, Jim. I don't know if you saw the quote, but Cantor's from Turkey, and they have they have a, a mean ruler, Erdogan or something like that, Erodyne. Um, I thought it was Ergodyne. We talked about it a little a little too much on Talking Knicks. 
There's a silent letter that you wouldn't expect. I think it's the G. But so he and and we talked about this, and I don't know if you want to comment because it's I it's touching on Cantor kind of being a weirdo a little bit, but he came out and said the Knicks are playing a game in London, and he said. I'm not going to London because I'm scared that there will be Turkish spies there that'll kill me. Yeah, he's wanted in Turkish. Like, if he goes to Turkish, he gets arrested right away, right? Because he's been talking right. shit about them for so long. Right. But we're saying that, A, okay, this is London, and, like, if if there's Turkish spies and they could get to London, they could probably get to the U.S.? Well, I don't um, know how good the Turkish spy system is. Right, and the other thing is we, we laugh when players say generic things, but I think this is a time when a player has to say the generic thing because the generic thing here is like Cantor saying, uh, you know, I, I, can't, I won't be traveling with the team like I, with how things are in Turkey right now. Like I, I don't think it's safe for me to be in London. And that's when you dive in and you're like, whoa, you know, Cantor doesn't think it's safe to go into London. I think when he comes out and WWE Cantor says, I'm scared spies are going to kill me, I think you've gone too far and now you've lost people. Is that fair? I don't know. Because uh, I think that spies really would kill him. Like, dictatorships are no joke. And he's been the number one most out. The only reason I know of the Turkey dictator is because Cantor talks about him. So put right. that in. So there you go. So. That's proof enough of why the dictator should not like Cant. And Maybe all I know about dictators is they're pretty mean guys. Not nice guys. Yeah. So Cantor's put Turkey on the map in my brain as a bad place with a bad guy. So I can understand why uh, why he'd be scared of Turkey. Okay. I mean, yeah. I Nobody's mad about him being scared. I'm mad about it's not what you said. It's how you said it. Um, well, yeah, because he's kind of like just annoying 100% of the time, and then he wants to dip into the serious bucket, and it's like, well... Well, there you go. That's all I wanted from you, Big Daddy. No, I hear what you're, you're saying. Your, your Crooklyn Nets hit seventh in the playoff spot. We'll have to talk to Ruko soon. We haven't talked to him in a while. Wow, um, should, we, should we bring him on this show to talk Nets? He'd be like, what? He would love it. <laughs> the listeners would be like, what? You guys know people? Um <laughs> <laughs> Uh, hockey's hockey. Yanks signed Britain. Yeah, we did a full podcast on that. He's he's good. Good. All right, let's go to the national update and our national correspondent, Jake Story Smelly. Mm. Hey there, it's me, Blake Tory Smelly. And in the biggest news of the weekend, it was obviously the basketball. Tom Thibodeau gets fired from the Timberwolves. Uh, it's a real shocker after how well that Jimmy Butler situation got taken care of. No, I'm just messing with you guys. I'm Jake Storielli, not Tori Smorey Smelly. And the football was the story this weekend, Jim. We had wild card weekend. Wild card, baby. Your Colts. Andrew Luck and those gosh darn Colts take down those frisky Texans, man. They are, well, not all of Texas themselves, just the football team. But Andrew Luck leads them 21-7. to Texans really didn't have a lot of fight in this one. Deshaun, what's up, buddy? Your Clemson plays tonight. How about them Cowboys, Jim? They beat the Seahawks. How about that? The Seattle Seahawks forgot they had a quarterback for most of the game. Really shocking. You don't see that in the playoffs a lot. 
Cowboys move on. Wildcard Sunday. Go, Chargers, go. The Chargers dominate the Ravens, although <laughs> the the Ravens came back and had a chance, even though they shouldn't have had any life at all. I don't know if that's a reflection on the Chargers or Lamar Jackson. Chargers move on, and in the final game, just perfect for the NFL, Bears-Eagles, what a game. Big Dick Nick Foles back at it, and little Dick Cody Parkey misses the kick that would have won it. Jim, you've seen me make that one. Ooh, it was actually a really good wild card weekend. Sometimes the wild card weekend's a complete dud. This was a yeah. really good one for uh, entertainment and engagement. I think it was a bad one for the NFL as like the rules of the NFL. Which I feel like every week's a bad week. Also a bad week for you. You went 0-4 with your picks. Well, I went 1-3 because I picked the Colts. And then you were like, yeah, I, w- I want to take the Colts. And I was like, okay, well, if we're doing this... Then I'll I'll just take the Texans for fun. If I, if I had both sides of a game, I could have went three for four. Then. Well, no, and then I'll, I'll give you. I mean, hey, I you know my my Bears they they had it. They did everything to win except have a ball bounce backwards. Yeah, man, that was a. Uh, Dude, so, some of the big cat tweets and stuff he dug up of his own, you're like, holy shit, man. I mean, that's that's awful. And that's, I guess that's the tough thing. And, you know, Cody Parkey was getting a lot of hate. And has it, I, I haven't circled the internet fully this morning, but I saw, um, I saw late last night that there were some clips out saying it got deflected. Yeah, and the guy said it hit his hand, but like barely. I mean, still, you know, I mean, that's uh, like that is a lot different for Cody Parkey, but he's always going to be on the slaughter altar. Like his name was linked with it at the first second and now it's done. Because um, like you just said, like, oh, I got deflected. It's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. If I'm Cody Parkey, I'm like, yup. Um, but I, I don't know. It's you, you can't necessarily blame it on that, especially when he's been your thing the whole season. But, dude, I've totally crossed into that. And it, it is maturity, and I think a lot of people would say it, but it kind of sucks to say. But, like, and I guess it's different when it is your team. But, like, I had no anger or, like, s- mean feelings for Cody Parkey. Like, dude, you got to make that. I was just, like, instantly sad for Cody Parkey. I agree with you, but is have but it's not your team, so it's very easy to say. Exactly. You know, like, so ha- have you been angry at a guy on your team? But baseball, I guess baseball is so much different because I was trying to expect to do to, like, a baseball player, and like when Tyler Clippard and Chris Carter were up there and Trace and Shreve doing like fucking terrible. I wasn't mad at them. I was mad at the coach for putting them in. But a kicker is a much different situation. Like, do you have to be mad at the team? Well, or? you could you could play that same card, Jim. Like we said, that Bears Bears Twitter has been talking about that Cody Parkey's Parky is the weakness all season now. Um, like Big Cat had tweets from August saying, like, yo, they <laughs> they can't go into the season with Cody Parkey, right? Um, like then, it, I I think it's exactly what you just said. I think it spins back to the like front office again, um, because like at 
if the fans know, the front office knows. You know? Yeah, when it gets to that level. Yeah. Um, so that's the other thing that I'm like, I don't think this is on Cody Parkey. Um, yeah, there's got to be a, a first take-esque show out there right now. Sure. Maybe Skip Bayless even going to say this. I don't know. That says, like, all these kids grow up doing trick shot videos, aiming for field goals. What do you get? I, I'm excited that if there's a, a sports anchor that's gonna gonna dig into that take seriously. Okay, you you want the trick shot special teams video? He's take. been aiming for field goals and trick shots all practice because he hit four the day before the game before. Yeah, a double doink. I mean, I I will say double doink. Double doink is an all time name for a play. Oh yeah, double doink. If someone. Yeah, that's going to be in his like NFL history books, like the double doink, the holy roll. Oh yeah, immaculate Lulo. And I, he's still and in the books, he's still going to get blamed first, and people will be reading it and be like, "Oh yeah, I kind of I've seen that highlight once or twice." And then in the next paragraph, it'll be like, "Yeah, you know they they called timeout, and then the kick partially got blocked," and they'll be like, "What?" But we've just killed Cody Parkey for two decades. <laughs> yeah. If anyone out there listens to other sports shows and there's a there's a host that's what the hell's going on? I might I might have to ask our simple man radio buddies and see if they uh do if they're giving Cody Parkey any love or not. I don't think my mic was on for that whole first half, which is great. Sorry about uh if the quality just changed on my mic. Sorry about that. Good. I'll have it on the the worst of the three safeties I run. Love how mad at yourself you are right now. Yeah, I usually check that pretty well. You look great. Yeah? Yeah, I don't know. Your your hair is as tidy as it can be without being looked at as tidy. Well, I need to get a haircut. The blue in your shirt is bringing out the blue in your eyes. It's nice. This is a nice section of the show. And I got a clean room. And you put on the Gary Sanchez button, or, or was that already on? What, the button? Yeah. Oh, I put it on uh, for Talking Yanks the other day. Nice, man. Yeah. Thanks. Appreciate that. What's your favorite storyline uh, of the playoffs? Was it the Cody Par- Parkey kick that we just talked about? Was it the Chargers-Ravens game just being a shit show for rules and refing, Or was it the Seahawks punter not knowing how to kick a ball? Well, I know your answer because I know how just infatuated you are with the Seahawks punter. And that's a no for me, dog, and we, we can talk about that in a minute. Dude, for me, it is so easily Nick Foles. And I know, you know, we, we keep the sports more so silly than sports in this show, but I love sports. I tweeted that last night. <laughs> uh, you know, hot takes all the time. But Nick Foles is the reason I love sports. There's, in football, it's, it's increased in recent years, but there's normally few and far between quarterbacks that can perform at an elite level in the playoffs. Or not even an elite level, just be good in the playoffs. And Nick Foles, who is a like, journeyman, was a religious guy that was basically ready to be done with football and just start the next like religious chapter of his life comes back. He's won his last four straight playoff games or is it five now? Um, 
And he, the thing is, Jim, it's not like probably five. I guess we see things in sports sometimes that you're like, this is cool, but this isn't real. Like Jeremy Lin, when that originally happened, you're like, this is cool, but like <laughs> Jeremy Lin ain't gonna stick. But yeah. let's enjoy this. But well, he's still playing, but he's not that dude. Right, he wasn't as elite as he was for that one week where he won like three games single-handedly. Um, Nick Foles in the playoffs looks incredible. Like, the throws are amazing. Uh, he stands in there. He just looks great. And it's, I, I just think people underestimate the fact that there's normally only 10 people in the world that can do this at a high level. And the playoffs kick in, and here comes Nick. I mean, it is what's like great about sports. Kind of like Carson, uh, not it's like Kurt Warner. Like just he was a bag and groceries doing nothing, and then he's a Super Bowl yeah. MVP. It's funny though because this the whole world saw what Nick Foles did in the playoffs, right. and then Eagles fans are like, yeah, but we're going to go to Wentz in the regular season, and everyone's like, okay. I mean, I get that he, he was better last season, but you just saw what Nick Foles did for you in the playoffs, right? Yeah. And the Eagles fans didn't want to admit it forever. And then the, there's, there's got to be so I'm many Eagles to... fans because we know how sports work on the internet. There's got to be so many Eagles fans because, and naturally, it dug into Wentz Foles debate, and you had to be on, you had to draw a line in sand. And there's right. got to be so many people that drew a line in sand and said, like, even though Foles won the Super Bowl, he sucks, and we need Wentz because that's how online debates work. It can't be like, right. Foles is good, Wentz is better. No, Foles has to suck to prove my point that Wentz is better, right. correct? And now what are those people doing? They're just cheering because their team won. I don't know. And I mean, I'm, I'm trying to think of the comparison because, like, the Eagles did the right thing. Wentz, Wentz was on an MVP pace and is a lot younger and a lot more talented. I'm trying to think of a baseball comparison. It would be like, I don't know. I was I was gonna say Tony Womack, but that's that's too far into baseball. But I I don't know. I I think everyone gets it. But I I just I just love watching it because I I think that was awesome. That through the first the first couple plays of that game, everyone was sitting there like the Bears, the Eagles, the stadium. Everyone watching was like, okay, are we about to see <laughs> great Nick Foles, or are we about to see an all time great defense? just abuse a backup quarterback. And they didn't. They didn't. I'm, I'm trying to put my words together on this punter because I don't know. Right. In, in my mind, like you, you texted, what's the punter doing during practice? Janikowski gets hurt. He can't kick the field goals or the kickoffs anymore. The punter was kicking on the sideline and the broadcaster, I forget who it was, was like, oh, whoa, whoa. That did not look normal. Yeah. I was looking at Pat McAfee's tweets to see if he said anything, but he didn't really comment, but he doesn't say anything negative about players usually, especially right. his own, you know, brethren of the special teams. But has anyone said anything? Why can't this guy kick? Like, even remotely. Why can't he do the motion of kicking a football remotely good enough to be able to kick a football? Why did he have to resort to drop kicks, which are fun, and I loved it, and this is my favorite storyline, What's he doing all practice? So I, I want to tie in a few things here. Because I, I think if I was giving a professional answer, I would say, like, look at the Cody Parkey situation. And I don't know if you saw the tweet I retweeted last night, but one of his linemen said, <laughs> one of his linemen had the perfect, like, shut down fan quotes. He's like, <laughs> he, 
you know, shut the bleep up. None of you can do this. Like, get out of here. Um, you know, people don't know how hard this actually is. And I get that. Um, like, for a game-winning field goal, I absolutely get that. Jimmy, you and I have pra- we practice sports. Yeah, you can kick a nice and field goal. practicing sports has a lot of downtime. And I can't even imagine the special teams downtime. That's what I'm saying. How is the coach never like maybe do five kicks every practice? Eli Manning like, threw three warm-up passes with his left hand, or still does, before every game. And he's completed right. like two passes lefty because he switches the ball over because the right hand gets tied up and he throws lefty. And he does that for every game. How does a kicker not practice kicking a ball, even a kickoff? If the field goal, game-winning field goal, you can't trust him. Extra point, you should be practicing those. Should definitely, yeah. definitely be practicing an extra point and the kickoffs. You should just know how to kick a ball. You should have to drop kick a kickoff. I, it blows my mind. I don't even get it. Like Jordan Gags how, in the live chat, and he said Ocho Cinco kicked a pe- uh, uh, an extra point once. How every punter doesn't have on their resume that I can make an extra point is insane. It's insane, Jimmy. I'm let's let's be honest here. I'm I'm rounding up. I'm five seven. Right now, after the holiday sickness, and Jimmy, when I'm sick, I don't lose weight. I gain weight. It's awful. Nice. Because I still eat bad. I just don't work out. Um, So I'm probably rolling in buck 85 right now. Not looking like peak physical athlete. I maybe spent a 30-day or a 30-minute period one day learning how to kick a field goal. And I'm good from 40 right now. I've seen it. He is. We've 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 gone to the field and kicked field goals. Jake, Jake. So if you're a, a professional goals. punter, which Dixon, I believe, is the punter's name, he was an all-pro punter this year. I believe he was like the best punter in the NFL. For him and the leg he must have on him from rugby and punting, to not be able to take three steps back, two steps to the side. And then make good contact with the football and kick a an eighteen yard or no the extra points what thirty three now still what are we doing I I maybe Jake I just have too much of like a high school mentality or even college mentality but I got to think that as a coach of the special teams coach you should have like a pool like first week of practice when everyone's having fun and wants to do things before the right. first game starts, you go, all right, I need 20 guys that aren't starters. We're all going to kick extra points. And then the coach goes, all right, you three, you did it the best. Every practice, you kick three extra points. Yeah. It should, that, it's I don't know. Is that too catcher. much time? Is that like you can't get pros to do extra shit? Like that ain't my job. Third string catcher in baseball. Yeah, Like, everyone on the team kind of knows who it is. You need to know that as the kicker. I guess, again, the professional argument that we're kind of dancing around a little bit would be saying that, you know, professional kickers are so good that if we don't have one ready to go on our team, that the best option is going to be to go for it on fourth town with our professional offense or go for the two-point conversion with our professional offense. Yeah, yeah. I mean that makes sense. But, but what about kickoffs? Have... What about kickoffs? 
I mean, that it just it blew my mind when they said the punter has never practiced kicking field goals. What? You've practiced. You were never bored one day? You've practiced, Jake, and you never played on a football team. I've practiced. I've never played on a football team. I tried senior year. The conference wouldn't let me play. You could only play one sport a season. So I already played soccer, so I was ruled ineligible. Those bastards. Dude, actually, I mean, (laughs) so to put myself down from any athletic achievement, I always say... How much of a douchebag would I be if I had done that athletic achievement? Mm-hmm. If I had kicked like a game-winning field goal, I'd probably be the worst human on earth. I'd still be telling people about it regularly. Why not, man? If you get, I might still start. Maybe that's what makes me the worst. I scored person. a I scored a game-winning goal in overtime. Should I start talking about that? You've mentioned it a couple times, but you've mentioned it in passing. But now you've mentioned it a couple times in passing. So is it really in passing? Who knows? Um, Artie Cruz in the chat did. uh, Can we give credit to icing the kicker? Yeah. I mean, icing the kicker. There's so many parts of football that me and Luke, my brother, were watching. Like if you're watching with a foreigner, like my Uncle Dragon or my relatives from Ireland that came and you had to explain it. And this this is not just an NFL thing. This goes for all sports. So whatever. But for football, it's so funny when they downed the punt inside the five in the Seahawks game, like the punter did pin one that, right. that drill, like where you, you're, you can't go in the end zone. You push it back. That's like a beach game. It turns into a yeah. game. You play on the beach with friends when you're 12 and making up rules to things. And you're like, what was that? But it's so fun. Those practices. I, I think they practice that. That's a lot of fun. Also though, the icing, the kicker is just like, we're so immune to it. Cause it happens all the time. But the first time it happened, it had to be like, whoa, whoa, that's a brutal strategy. <laughs> yeah. Just made him kick it, and it doesn't count. And then he does it again, and it, it works. Whenever When icing the kicker works, it's awesome. When icing the kicker doesn't work, he misses the first one, but now it doesn't count. Then he makes the second one. It's even better because I love a good backfire. Right. But, uh, yeah, the whole mindset of that, we were just talking, like, explaining that to someone. Like, oh, no, no, no. They called timeout, but they called it last second, so we had to kick it, but it doesn't count, just so they can fuck with his brain. Like, whoa. Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> this sport's crazy. <laughs> Mental aspect, yeah. No, I think I, a lot of... I love it, man. I, I think it's... I, it does suck that, like, a well-fought football game comes down to that. <laughs> yeah. Um, like, I, I can only... Dude... This is becoming my old man trait, and you and I have talked about this before. But, like, to play, to be a lineman in the NFL, you're insane. I'm sorry. Like, I get all the money, but you just ram in to another, to a couple 325 pound men for 50 plays. You know, it's it's never, hey, defensive tackle, sneak out, we're going to throw you the ball. No! You're just bashing into people. And then to see a kicker <laughs> hit the post, double doink it, that's tough. But I, I will say, for the better part, man, like that was an, the, the quote I said before was an offensive lineman that like had that guy's back. And you, you need to have that. Otherwise, <laughs> like Cody Parkey would be in pieces right now. Yeah. The only other story, and I don't even want to get into this, is the, the Chargers-Ravens games, like all those calls and just... 
going to replay and no one knows and the replay is different than what everyone thinks. And it's like, this is the sport that this is the number one sport in America. And every week the rules are, no one knows it. That'd be another thing sitting with the foreigner. Like, what do you mean? You, you don't know what that, what happens? Like, Oh no, I have no idea what they're going to call this. It could go either way. That happens yeah. It's like, pretty biz- happened like seven times this weekend. Yeah. It's, it's pretty bizarre. Cause in, in baseball, you'll get that. You'll, you'll get it like four times a season that'll be like, well, the runner ran past the other runner, but the other runner was out and the fielder had already thrown it to the pitcher. And you just start digging down these deep wormholes of rules. And you're like, holy smokes. Like how do umpires know this shit for football? It feels reversed. Cause we all, we all think we know what a catch is and all that stuff. Like dude, the Eagles bears one that catch. I think I, I still don't know what I think about that. I think they called it right as Which like was being it? Explain humans. It. Explain it for the listeners who can't remember it, and not just me, but all the listeners. So if you didn't see it, there's a pass down the middle of the field, and it, it was like perfect. It's, it's how you picture playing football with your buddies in the backyard. Like perfect lead pass, wide receiver catches it, perfect play by the defensive guy in the secondary. He has his arm right between the defenders two Oh, arms. yeah, yeah. Okay, I remember it now. Now you have it. I thought that was not a catch. So, it, so the ball is there. All three of them, <laughs> there's three hands on the ball for about three steps. And then as they're going to the ground, the defensive back does the classic like defensive back rip out the arm move where the ball comes loose. And so that's what I was saying, Jim, like what you just said. If you're a person who has thrown a football around in the backyard and watched a couple football games, you know that's an incomplete pass. And that's how all of the players reacted. But how they've rewritten the rules... It was technically in the receiver's hands for like three steps. I think it was actually five steps when you slowed it down, but that's tough in football. And then as they're going down, it comes out. So they were saying that it should be a catch and a fumble, but and players are taught if the football is ever on the ground and there's a 1% chance it might be a football, like go get the ball. And none of them even thought about it. Like it just sat there and the ref picked it up. So I'm I'm pretty sure they were saying the official ruling should have been catch, fumble, and then because nobody recovered it, the Eagles would have gotten the ball right there. Like, that's what the rules said should have happened. In real life, I think they made the ruling correct, but yeah. if you're a Bears fan, you could be pissed right now. Yeah. No, that was an incomplete, because they both had possession, and then he won the battle and ripped it out. Like, that's how I saw that. That's There should be, they need to put a caveat in there, like, if the two guys are still fighting for the ball. Because yeah. that, you could clearly, if you play football, you know the defensive back did his job there and broke up the pass. Mm-hmm. But how the rule's written. Mm-hmm. All right, we're going we're gonna, to, uh, well, it's halftime. And I hit the wrong button. It's the old 46-minute halftime, but we knew that going into this show. Big weekend. Big weekend. I'm going to, uh, and uh, Jordan Gag and the thing said that having other players practice like extra points, especially the punter, is like having the free throw contest in basketball so you can see who takes your technicals. Just like have like three backups. A little bit, but I mean, every player. Your point about going for two stance, I think. Right. But like the kickoffs, I don't know. Just don't be drop kicking shit. Every every player in basketball is going to have to shoot a free throw. I think that's the only thing that's different there. But I think if you're a punter, your job 
and I guess this is how kickers and everything get a bad rep because it is different things. But if you're a punter, you should be able to bang a 35-yard field goal pretty easily. Yes, better than like a wide receiver. Yeah, and hey, if you have a wide receiver or a a quarterback that used to kick in high school or something, then yeah, turn it into a fun thing. Have a backup kicker on the depth chart. (laughs) Uh, The Cowboys used to roll with two kickers. They're like a kickoff kicker and a field goal kicker. It's weird. Anyway, it's halftime, um, and I think we're. I think this is a little in-game decision. I'm going to skip the real news on this episode since we're already okay. 50 minutes in. I like that. I have three voicemails, and that can uh, lead us into a couple conversations, and that's about it. Cool? Hello, John Boy. This is the Prime Minister of New Latvia. Um, here in central Jersey, we hate the town of Manalpin and Marlboro. I'm asking you. What are your thoughts on Manalpin and Marlboro Townships in Central Jersey? You ever been there? We ate them. We hope you do, too. All right, so this was the Prime Minister of Latvia calling in to gauge. Oh, hold on. I Did I ever take us out of the half? Hold on. Oh, man. Did I, Jake? Whoa. No. Sloppy, sloppy show. Okay, now rewind your brain. To the voicemail and place it after this whistle. Everyone do that okay. for me. Okay, done. Uh, the Prime Minister of Lat- New Latvia wants me wants to know if I hate the towns of Marlboro and Manalapin. Uh, I don't know if I hate them or not. My cousins and my aunt and uncle live in Marlboro, so I've never had a bad time there. Spent some Christmases there. Um, I don't. You're gonna have to give me a reason to hate. But I do like just like regional love when you go somewhere and like a whole town has an identity. Like, no, we don't like them. <laughs> right. It's like, what? I do this like is that. some tough talk in Jersey. I moved around so much that I never really like developed that in one town. Right. But I mean, I'm, I'm trying to think. Uh, I mean, the places I've lived in different reputations they'd have that would be like the valley transitive. T- the, What's that? The Valley of Connecticut? Right. The Valley definitely has its own reputation. It's, uh, you know, tight-knit, arguably, in not a good way sometimes. They don't leave the Valley. Think, thinking, like, a Plano, Texas is like a, a cougar haven. Like, like if you're a young man heading in there, like, you've, you know what you've signed up for. Wow. It's not a discussion. Um and then I guess the other thing would be like, and, you know, sh- shout out growing up in Connecticut, but, you know, Bridgeport has its tough areas and stuff like that. Like, that's going to be a consensus. But I'm, I guess what I'm asking about this Jersey conversation is if we talk to someone from Malaspin or whatever the town is that's getting poo-pooed on right now, would they say that the caller's hometown is Yeah, a is it a rivalry? I think so. Yeah. Is it a rivalry? Yeah. Yeah. I wonder. I wonder why. Okay, we have... Uh... Teach with a uh... Dave, teacher from New York coming in again. A uh, little callback to the <clears throat> hockey game throwout situation. You can probably remember the game where I was thrown out, sadly, by uh, security due to my intoxication. So uh, went back for the first time in nine years. They wonder why didn't I go ten? You know, there was a hockey game and I wanted to go. So went back the first time in nine years from when I was thrown out. Went with 
the kid who I actually uh, drank with that night, ironically, I became a teacher. He became, that's it, a police officer. They added a bar in the top uh, floor of the hockey rink. So we went to the bar and uh, we had shots from which we had enjoyed uh, years prior. Very exciting. Jim Bean all around uh, and had a great time. Kind of a great full circle situation there. Just wanted to call in and share. And uh, just kind of give you a story. Have a good one. Bye. Love you. All right. So he's, he just gave us the end cap to the story, which is now it's a closing. He got some closure on it. He got kicked out on Christmas for drinking with his buddy at the hockey game. His dad threw the tree out the window, said you ruined Christmas. The only reason right. I like this update, Teach, is because when you and that cop that they got thrown out together, now he's a teacher, the other one's a cop, when they see each other at the game, instantly they both remember getting thrown out together, and instantly they both think, well, fuck, we have to get a drink. Right. Like, there's no way they can't go to the bar. Right. And round this story off. It's a hell of a story. I... Jim, I've I've got a I've got a fun emotion that I want to harp on there that ties into that. Uh, yeah. And it's the it's kind of the freshman year of college emotion tied in with I, I guess the best way to say it is the is is this my life now? So one of the first times I came out to Denver, I meet out with roommate Jeff. I don't even think I lived out here yet, but I think I knew I was moving out here. But I link up with former roommate Jeff, former or best friend Jeff and he's like hey man yeah I've got this hockey game but it's pretty chill and it's like drinking like you should roll through and uh you know we'll hang out after that and I was like yeah dude I I can get down with that so I go there and you know I expect it to be 30 racks kind of at the bench and like I'm I'm almost I'm sitting nearer at the bench drinking drinking some beers with the guys having a good time but no it was like a nice place there was like a bar upstairs that was with the facility. <laughs> so Jeff gave me like a, all right, you, you could stay here and drink beers and watch me play. And I was like, okay, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'm, I'm a chill guy. I'm into this. But, and then like during the second period, and it wasn't the prettiest, I was shocked because I had never watched a men's league hockey game before that there was like no checking, but it totally makes sense. You came to one of my games in, in college. You and Norris. I mean, maybe. I was probably back on the drink then. I mean, was there checking? No, there's no checking in men's league. You think a bunch of... Or, didn't you have the goalie that didn't actually play human goalie? I had that, but not that was in California. This Croatian okay. dude who would just come out of the net and play like uh, forward. And we're like, dude, this is ruining the game for everyone. Oh, no. In, in Connecticut, didn't you have a guy that wasn't butterfly? He was old school. So like you guys do just know coming into a game like you were going to let up seven goals. Oh, yeah. One of my teams had that. Yeah. 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 I don't so think that's a team you he, watched. You came to uh, Southington. Bad brain. Either way. But it was one of those moments I was like, okay, I'm moving to Denver. I like Jeff a lot. I was like, is this going to be my life? Like every Tuesday night, am I going to be at this bar watching guys play hockey? And then I never ended up going again. Yeah, you can't go watch men's league. It's weird. There's no checking in men's league. People aren't trying to hurt each other like when they have And it totally makes sense. It totally makes sense. I used to play. It was in like Walcott or Southington. My favorite thing was there was a guy who was the leading goal scorer for all of Quinnipiac, college hockey. And then he went and played in the NHL sometimes. And then, like, you know, he played in this men's league. 
And my, I played on a team full of hotheads from, uh, they were like high school friends. They were older from Southington. And they would get in like arguments and stuff. And this guy would be like, do you know who I am? Do you know where I played? And the guys on my team would just always find, where are you playing now? Yeah. We're all on this fucking beer league, dude. So yep. don't care. <laughs> it's tough. You, you and I are, are pretty far from that attitude. If you have that attitude, call in. Let's hear it. Yep. All right. One more, one more voicemail. Hey, boys. Uh, this is Pat from Jersey. The question, or more petition for uh, John Boyd Radio. I think you guys should be New Jersey Devil fans because, hear me out. So the Devils started out in Missouri, but then in the 70s they were in Denver for the Colorado Rockies. They played in Denver in the 70s, and then they moved to Jersey in the 80s to become the New Jersey Devils. And as we know, Jake is in Denver, and John is in uh, New Jersey. So, And, I don't know, Devils are awesome. I grew up around a bunch of the guys in the 2000-2003 uh, championships. Got to drink some beer out of the cup in 2003 as a 13-year-old kid. That was kind of cool. Um, and, anyway, go Devils, go John Boy and Jake Radio, and let me know what you think. All right, so he says we should become Devils fans because their history has them playing in Colorado and then in New Jersey. I didn't know the Devils were in Colorado at any point, to be honest. They started in Kansas City, and they were the Kansas City Scouts, which uh, I would guess that's a play off of, like, you know, like uh, Scouts, like in the Old West times. Sure. Like they were Scouts to guide you through the Oregon Trail and all that shit, and find Indian, whatever. After two seasons in Kansas City, the franchise moved to Denver and was renamed the Colorado Rockies. So that's why this isn't the same in my brain, because those those guys exist now. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then they became the Devils in 1982 when they moved to New Jersey because the New Jersey Devil is a thing, and they're playing off that. What do you think? Do you think we should become Devils fans? I don't I don't think I want to be. I think a 13-year-old drinking out of the New Jersey Devils Stanley Cup trophy is a top all-time New Jersey story. And that's that's not throwing shade at New Jersey. That's just like a lot of teams wouldn't be happy with that. The whole state of Jersey would be happy with that. Yeah. You know, it's weird. I have this weird thing. I grew up in New Jersey till I was eight. Right. And I came right. back every year. But like I, I thought lesser if you were a New Jersey Devil fan than if you're a New York Ranger fan, even though that was my state. Like it was like I had pride in the New York sports teams. And I don't I'm not Yankee. a guy that's like, fuck Jersey. I got to get out of Jersey. I love New Jersey. I love living here. And I love the regionalisms Yankees. that come with New Jersey, but I just never thought the Devils were anything cool. Yankees, Giants, Rangers, Knicks, man. Yeah, it all, it's all about the alliances. All right, we got, uh, I think that ends the show. A lot of football talk. No, we're not becoming Devils fans. <laughs> no, we're not becoming Devils fans. We're, that, but thank you Sorry. for calling in. Uh, that ends Appreciate the, sh- the hustle. That, that ends the show. Tomorrow we'll bring back uh, the silly and the weird story. We should have a lot because we had the whole weekend plus Monday to dig through to get some fun news stories for uh, the real news. And and uh, that's about it. So who won? Uh, I'm a beast in that regard. You won a shirt. I was designing some shirts, Jake. And you know what design I really wanted? But maybe like if we do like other giveaways, not one of a kind giveaways, but giveaways to multiple people, this would be a good shirt. 
is there's like a construction shirt. Like think of a construction company, right? And how they just make basic okay. shirts. And then in the yeah. corner pocket, it just says Evan and Co. <laughs> no one would know what it is. Yeah. They think it was. They think it was a store. Good. Some operation of business. It's good marketing. I bet Evan, our one fan, Evan would like that. Oh yeah. Do you think we, there's another Evan that listens to John Boy and Jake Radio who he takes ownership of the Evan and Co. name? Um, I don't know if they take ownership. I think they should pretend to take ownership now, and that'll make you happy. Yeah. I think there's other Evans that are pretty locked in. That, I, I think the Evans I are an association. That's what, that's what I just asked. Do you think there's other Evans? Oh, yes. I, you said, are there other Evans that take responsibility for being the Evan? Yeah, yeah. No. Oh. I think all the Evans are proud. Okay. The Evans are a proud clan. Think so? Oh, yeah. What about Evan DeSorbo? You don't, you don't mess with the Evans. Dude. Evan DeSorbo's pretty proud. Evan Macker's pretty proud. Yeah. Evan from uh, old school. I mean, I mean, um, what's that fucking movie called? Super bad. Okay. Yeah. Name and Evans. Joe Went and, there. Joe and Evan on the midday. He follows me sure. on Twitter. Maybe we'll get him on the show, too. Cool. Would this show even be good with guests? I think it's just you and I talking. That's the end of... Talking Yanks. <laughs> that's the end of this episode. 1989 is the music theme. Here is Young MC, Bust a Move. Try to do what those ladies tell us Get shot down cause you're overzealous Play hard to get females, get jealous Okay smarty, go to a party Girls are scantily clad, it's showing body A chick walks by, you wish she could sex her But you're standing on the wall like you was Poindexter Next day's function, high class luncheon Food is served in your stone cold munching Music comes on, people start to dance But then you ate so much, you nearly split your pants A girl starts walking, guys start gawking Sits down next to you and starts talking Says she wanna dance cause she likes to groove So come on fatso and just bust the move. Someone could cure your lonely condition Looking for love in all the wrong places No fine girls, just ugly faces From frustration, first inclination We didn't talk about it can leave the situation But every dark tunnel has a lighter hope So don't hang yourself with a celibate rope New movies showing, so you're going Could care less about the five you're blowing Theater gets dark just to start the show Then you spot a fine woman sitting in your row She's dressed in yellow, she says hello Come sit next to me, you fine fellow You run over there without a second to lose And what comes next? Hey, bust Looking for a man makes them opportunistic. The lion on the beach perpetrating a tense so that a brother with money can be 
them man So on the beach you're strolling Real high rolling Everything you have is yours and not stolen A girl runs up with something to prove So don't just stand there and bust the move Down for me, fellas. <laughs> <laughs> 